0: DJ P.K. and Dennis Dodd joining us now, National College Football Writer for CBSSports.com. He joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Dennis, good morning.
1: David, Patrick, how are you
0: guys? (laughs) We're doing all right. Uh, We booked you to talk football, and then all of a sudden, the... There's stories about the Power Five might run and run their own fall championships, and that's superseded by the Washington Post with audio of a phone call with the SEC on player safety, and the players are worried. And that's all trumped by Pac-12 players who reportedly uh, want coaches and administrators to take pay cuts and want more money and want health coverage. And holy cow, my head is spinning. What do you make of this weekend? (laughs) I don't know. Where do you want to start? <laughs> anywhere
2: anywhere yeah, you really. think
0: you got a little info. Because as a national guy, you can get people on the phone that a lot of people can't get on the phone.
1: Yeah, I, I spoke to one of the um, Pac-12 players last night and just asked him to explain things and and how this started. And I also talked earlier in the day to Wamogi Huma, who's the activist um, out of Southern California, who, who uh, unlike other times, he didn't start this. These players came to him. And, you know, one of the ideas, how do we do this? And it manifested itself, as you saw yesterday in that Players' Tribune post, um, a press release where, the, where the, I, I called it a manifesto. It was, you know, if indeed there are hundreds of uh, Pac-12 players involved, that would suggest they have the leverage and power to, you know, boycott or not play the season. And the guy I talked to last night, Jaden Grant, defensive backs from Oregon State say they're absolutely united in that. I I did, and I I did ask him, I said, you know, it's it's a bit of a big ask for the Pac-12 to give up 50% of its revenue and some of this other stuff. And he said, yeah, it's a big ask, but we think, you know, we think it is deserved um, at this point. You know, they're sick of being, I don't know what the term is, I don't know what term they use exactly, but, um, you know, the things they're asking for are things they don't have, and that's all, That's all mentioned with the reminder that I don't think players have ever had it better. Uh, But they don't have as much as they should have, I guess, right now.
2: So I don't know that anybody could really be disagreeing as far as the concerns of safety. That seems that that's paramount. Signing waivers and all, that kind of makes you a little bit nervous. So their thoughts on that are legitimate. And I think they would have complete and total public support there. The other stuff, how much do you think public support would be behind that?
1: Again, I don't know if, you know, asking for 50% of the revenue and for, uh, I think, Larry Scott in his office to take, I think the quote was substantial pay cuts. I don't know if that's doable. You know, you're paid what you're worth. You're paid what somebody will pay you. That's what you're worth. That's getting a little bit private. If Larry Scott overpaid, I think we could do a whole show on that. Probably, yes. But I don't think that's the point here now. The point and they pointed it out, is it took a combination of really Black Lives Matter, George Young, and the pandemic to get to this place. And I think I saw in an athletic story last night that they now say they have, <clears throat> excuse me, 400 players involved in this. So we'll see how how strong it is. Um, they don't go to camp, the, the Pac-12, I don't think, until August 17th at the earliest. So they've got some time here to meet with the Pac-12, if indeed that happens.
0: So does this tamp down the whole Power 5 is going to separate from the NCA because man I was reading stuff and it seemed like that thought was really gathering momentum. Of course all from, you know, unnamed ADs who don't I get why they don't want to put right. their, their name and their university name out there, but it did seem like the quotes were much more determined and now this might make them think, boy, it does help to have a bad guy to say, well we just can't do that. NCA rules. Cuz if it's just the Power 5 out there, good luck.
1: Well, it's the, story, the original story in Sports Illustrated was significant because even though the quotes were not attributed to anyone, they were saying them out loud, yeah. you know, a Power Five commissioner. And I, I followed up, and, you know, we all got our ass beat on that story, but I, I confirmed the reporting, and there's absolutely that feeling out there that uh, the, the Power Five could break away and absolutely could stage fall championships. I think that's the first thing to think about. If the Board of Governors votes tomorrow to do away with them, I talked to one one official yesterday who said, "Yeah, we would go to a campus, get eight volleyball teams, and stage a national championship. It doesn't cost that much. You know, we can do that. The players will want to play." Um, but there's so much at work here, guys. You know, you you've got the fact that, um, you know, the the Power Five is trying to restrict the players and NIL. Um, and yet, you know, would have the money to stage these championships. Uh, the other thing, as I said, reporting back here, the the animosity between the Power Five and the NCAA has been growing for some time, to the point that now they're really frustrated with the lack of leadership, the lack of direction. Um, really, all we've gotten out of the NCAA and this whole thing are some kind of wacky statements from Mark Emmert who – you know, who will just come out of nowhere and say, oh, I don't know if the season's going to start on time. Well, by the way, Mark, it's not, you're not going to have a damn thing to do with it. You know, it's going to be these schools who decide <laughs> when they're going to go. And then, uh, you know, the, the drug testing, while noble, it's just recommendations. And a lot of people criticize that it's only once a week. I think you're seeing in other sports, uh, you know, baseball's testing every other day. Look at the pickle they're in. And there's going to be an outbreak probably by the middle of this month when students start coming back to campus with just students interacting with each other. So that's not going to be a good optic on football.
2: Do you see if they have some type of uh, separation that there have been a lot of calls for a some form of uniformity with a commissioner of the sport of college football? Is that no. something that you see as any <laughs> form of possibility? No. These guys can't even agree on how many conference
1: games they're going to play. How how do you expect them to follow one single leader? I mean, I I think the message is what the message was. It's not so much that, you know, the power five is going to separate right now. It's been a gradual process anyway since the autonomy vote in 2015. But just the mere fact that they can, that they're rattling these sabers saying, you know, you better not do this or else. Um, You know, I, I don't know if it'll happen. I think they'll get their way. I think the Board of Governors... Will either not take a vote on this, or vote to stage the fall championships, or just separate things and, and cancel Division Two and Division Three? And hey, the rest of you guys can can power ahead any way you want. You know that includes the FCS football playoffs. Um, obviously, they don't control the FBS. That's a contract between the, the teams, ESPN, and the college football playoffs. So that'll go on if they can. But I, I just think the message is no. There's not. People keep asking me i got great candidates, but they're never going to be approved. I mean, look what the Big Ten did last month, completely off the reservation, went and, oh, we're going to do conference games only. I can't tell you how how mad some of these commissioners were at that. Um, so you're not, you know, in TV negotiations. Are you going to tell the Big Ten it can't earn $50 million a year and everybody has to be uniformed? Absolutely not. So that's not going to happen.
0: Dennis Dodd joining us, National College football writer for CBS Sports.com. You know, it seems a long way away, but it is a lot of money to a lot of schools. If the Power Five is indeed pulling away, does that create two postseason college basketball tournaments? Neither which of one could command the attention that the first one did, but football's so big and basketball is so secondary, it doesn't matter. Because it seems like the group of five and everybody else, that wouldn't have the power brokers you need, and the power five wouldn't have the just the charm and the size and the the, the magic that the current tournament has. It seems like it would just wreck it.
1: I think I think this thing could take many shapes. It's already taken many shapes. You've seen from the budgetary shortfall since the tournament was canceled, the further separation of the group of five in the power five in, in, in perception only. And look at a- Akron's teetering on the brink of being a university. They might not be here next month as a university. You can imagine what's going through there. That being said, no, people think of this as them. Well, this holiday 65 teams, are they going to play each other every Saturday? No. They'll still play those teams. They need those teams to fill out their schedules, and those scoop of five need need the money from the guarantee games, at least in football. What they would, Could they set up their own basketball tournament? Absolutely, um, for the reason I just mentioned. They have enough teams, and they get top dollar for it. In fact, one of the things the Power Five wants, and I don't know if they'll ever get it in the near term, is that you know the NCAA controls that championship. That's their biggest moneymaker. And I know the biggest schools are frustrated. They play for, uh, uh, what do they call it? They play for shares. They play for units. It's not, It's an average of what your conference has earned the last five years, and every time you win, you get $250,000 split You know, among your conference peers. They don't want that. They want what they have in football, where 81%, I think, of the college football playoff money goes to the Power Five, and that fuels those programs because those names, those traditional names, what they bring to the table – uh, mean more, and they brought more to the sport than anybody else. It sounds kind of crass, but that's the way it is.
2: So we got a lot of BYU fans would be interested in your answer to this, and I know it's uh, probably opinion mixed with some thought as far as what the Big Twelve is going to do with their conference football scheduling.
1: Uh, that is supposed to be decided tonight. Actually, the presidents I think are voting tonight. Really, uh, a lot's on the table. I I talked to Bob Bowlesby Saturday, maybe yesterday. I can't remember. The commissioner. Definitely 12 games still on the schedule, a full season. Um, also, nine games plus one non-conference game is on the table. The ADs were kind of split when they talked about it Friday. So they're giving those two options to the presidents um, tonight. Uh, the problem with, with really playing 12 or nine plus one is there are no power five options for the big 12 uh, in a nine plus one they just don't have them you look at the remaining games on their schedule and they're they're pretty light a lot of Missouri Valley out of conference USA so if they go to nine plus one or I'm sorry to a full 12 game season and they're gonna they're gonna have to go get, get games somewhere I know that there's a lot of mac teams that we need games we know that from the big Ten thing. Uh, BYU needs games. So that would help. That may help BYU. Um, the other part of that is when the Big 12 would start. And they've already got two games scheduled on August 29th. They've got uh, Kansas plays Southern Illinois, and uh, I think Oklahoma plays Missouri State. So they, they, that's going to be their philosophy. I don't think they care that, what is it, the Pac-12, I think it's starting September 26th. They're going to be games all over the map if we play all
0: over that month. Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com, joining us. Uh, we haven't heard from a lot of the group of five leagues. I guess maybe the Sun Belt actually is going to try and play 12. We'll see if yep. they can find that many games. What is the Mountain West going to do, especially with the New Mexico governor suggesting New Mexico doesn't play? Hawaii's got a 14-day quarantine. That seems to wreck both Hawaii home games and road games. What, what do you think this is going to look like?
1: Yeah, that wrecked my vacation plans, too, by the way. Um, I bet. <laughs> there, uh, early on, Craig Thompson, the commissioner of the Mountain West, said, I, I remember writing the story, yeah, we will soldier on with whoever can play if it comes to that. You know, if." and now it's turned out that got gotten more clarity with the New Mexico situation in Hawaii. If they can only go with 10 teams, then they will go with 10 teams and figure it out. So, and I, I think by the time... That this is all over because the, the group of 5 we're all going to take their cues now from what happens with the power five. You probably end up with conference games only. I don't know that for sure, um, but there, you know, there's something to be said for sort of keeping it, keeping the games within a quote unquote bubble. Now, that's not possible in college, especially out west. There are no bus, there are very few bus games. You know, Colorado State, Miami, is a bus game. Um Uh, The Big Ten goes from Nebraska to the Atlantic Ocean, but if you're in in conference only, you're operating them under saying testing procedures, um, saying protocols every week. I think the Power Five have already agreed that they will share test results no later than 24 hours before game time, which to me is ethically sound. I think the other conferences will go to that, but... I think the other league will probably be forced into doing conference games only just because there's so few opponents out there.
2: What you that's make of that story that's that was so... That's right now. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's where we're all at. I understand that and appreciate that perspective. Last week we saw this story of the Pac-12 basically paying the L.A. Times to write favorable stuff. Does <laughs> that blow you away? <laughs> yeah, that,
1: You know what? That might be, of all these stories in the last week, that might be the most... Incredible and outrageous because I, just as a member, as a journalist, the part that hit me was okay. It's 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 dumb and stupid enough to try to buy coverage. It, in what world does a hundred thousand dollars affect the bottom line of the LA Times in any way? You know you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, we need this hundred thousand yeah. dollars, so we're gonna you know we're gonna assign an intern who's been groomed to do this to cover the Pac-12. By the way, that's what you should be doing anyway. You know, forget about taking money for, in exchange for advertising. Um, so that that was the most outrageous thing. Who in, who in command there at the L.A. Times thought that was a good idea? It almost, you know, I, of all the missteps the Pac-12's made, I guess I wasn't that surprised because they're do, so desperate for positive coverage. But it was a black eye for everyone. It was horrible.
0: So, somewhere in this, maybe there could be some actual sports news instead of all this business news. Yeah. Uh, is there any, does it look to you like the grip that the top, you know, four or five teams have on the sport can be broken? Or assuming there's a season and a playoff in whatever time frame, should we just start penciling in Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State? Is it really five or six teams for four berths?
1: Yeah, it, it, it really is. Um you know, if, it's mostly conference games only at the top now, so maybe there'll be some more competition. But the schools you just mentioned have separated themselves so much in their own conferences and college football that, yeah, I, I can't see past those six or whatever it was. Oklahoma's won, I think it's five straight Big 12 titles. Ohio State, I don't think there's enough made of that. They're they're like the eighth Clemson and the ACC. The Big Ten's better than the ACC, but it's hard to—it's hard for anybody to even get close to Ohio State. By the way, it's going to get a lot harder for people to compete. He, you know, uh, Ryan Dates just taking off. Um, Georgia, besides having a hundred million dollars in reserves to get through this thing, is doing great. That you know, they've already won an SEC. They've already been to a national championship game, um, and now you know their quarterback situation looks really, really good and Kirby Smart's a heck of a coach. So, I no, I, I think those names you mentioned, you can probably pencil them in for the playoffs if we get that far. It's going to be more the same, really, for years. I mean, they, they've mastered whatever it is. They've got the secret sauce. They've got them head and shoulders above everybody else. Nick, how about Nick Saban in recruiting? Second in the country of four, four or five stars at age 69. I mean, I, I, I dived into that the other day. And he's got, I want to say they've got four players in the top 15 and a bunch nine in the top 50 at their position. Or It's unbelievable what he does with no quarterback. They're set at quarterback, by the way. They still have to find a quarterback.
0: Is Oregon even close to getting into that? I mean, we hear Oregon pulling away from the Pac-12. read a lot yeah. of good stuff about the recruiting, but that's a whole nother level to get to.
1: Yeah. No, no, I, I – I don't know about separating themselves uh, in the sense that Ohio State is separated in the, in the Big Ten, but I, I do say this. I think uh, Oregon is the flagship program of the league right now uh, because Mario Cristobal is in a very short period of time. You, you mentioned recruiting. Um, and instill the philosophy there where if you really watch them, they play more like an SEC team than anybody else. Um, obviously, they had a really good quarterback, but he made sure they got good in uh, in both lines really quick. That they were going to beat people up there and let the chips fall where they may. This, this uh, Thibodeau kid from Southern California is unbelievable. He'll be a sophomore, and I think Oregon, Oregon in the top ten or top five. So Mario Cristobal, who came, you know, who who was a coach at FIU off line coach at Alabama, national championship, but a Cuban-American whose roots go to southern to south Florida, he's absolutely fallen in love with the Northwest, and I think that's the biggest thing here, that he's not going to use this as a stepping stone job. I think he wants to retire at Oregon. He loves it so much, Um, and that would suggest they're going to be good for a long time.
0: Well, Dennis, we appreciate a few minutes with uh, multiple crazy stories breaking around the country. Thanks for coming on and and trying to make sense of it, even though, you know, who knows what's coming next. So, Yeah,
1: we don't know what's coming next. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.